It's time to hold it on, hold it on, hold it on to you. It's time to hold it on, hold it on, hold it on to you. You're listening to The Noise Cancelling Pod, the podcast about streamlining life, encouraging discourse, and maximizing your mind. Hosted by Frank Boyce and Axel Clark. But welcome back to The Noise Cancelling Pod. I'm Frank Boyce. And this is Axel Clark. We're glad to have you back. I, to be honest, I lost count of the episode. Any guesses, on, Axel, on your end? Is it 51? 52? I, I think we're 52. Uh, that's that's my guess. So welcome back to episode 52, where we're we're coming back from a a brief hiatus by our standards. <laughs> I think, True. I think four months is how long it's been, but it's it's good to see you, Axel. Um, any, yeah, great to any, see you also. Any new updates in your family since the last time we uh, chatted? Yeah. So big news. We welcomed Kwame to the family. So a little boy, and uh, he's now four months just over four, four and a half months. So he's doing well. He's uh, moving around, rolling around. He's more mobile than our first kid. So he's probably just like all these boys going to be running around and jumping and causing havoc in ways that our girl did not. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you told me before we started recording that your paternity leave had started somewhat recently. Are, yeah. are you are you finding that time to be a, a good a good creative time or like how how would you rate your level of focus um, versus uh, just just kind of spending the time? It's I feel like it's a it's a good creative time because you're hanging out with him and uh, and he but he's like in a fun stage where he's interacting with you and smiling and grabbing things so it's it's been fun to, to have him at this stage where he's fun to play with. I do think that's one of my favorite stages where they're they're starting to do things, but they're not able to move very far or very fast yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it's kind of the money zone where it's like, all right, you're fun to be around. And also I can walk away and and go do something in the kitchen quick and not worry about you crawling down the stairs. Yeah, you're 100% right. Yeah. So that's awesome. So what have you filled that that time with creatively lately? Um, I, I've i been working on a new app, uh, SEO related. So that's my, that's the thing that I've been brainstorming on, working on uh, in the meantime, when he's napping and other things. That's awesome. And I mean, I, I will say, I remember that phase a lot and it was, a time where there actually was time to do things. I feel like now with all kinds of kids activities, I feel like I have a little bit less time, but I do remember that phase. It's like, it's, it's kind of, it's a little bit nice when they're napping a lot and, and you yeah, actually have some exactly. downtime. Yeah, definitely true. For sure. I also think since the last podcast, you found out a little bit career wise. Um, I don't think we, we chat about that before. Do you want to get into that sure. at all? So I submitted for my retirement, 
And then uh, for my post-retirement work, I'm it's not 100% final, but I'm um, planning to, it's kind of like an internship that the Air Force and DOD lets you do. And so I'm going to do an internship at a startup doing software development. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on the retirement. That is, that's a huge achievement. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's, it's exciting. It's, in, a, in a weird way, it's, feels like it's not been very long, but then also feels like uh, a long time ago that I joined the Air Force or entered the Air Force. So <laughs> a little bit of both, you know? It's a long time, and I feel like because there's so many different distinct phases, it has to feel like like even longer than, than 20 years. That's true. It doesn't, It you're right. So it doesn't feel long in general. But then when I start thinking about each, because when you move around, you have distinct experiences. And so when I start thinking back of through all the different experiences, it starts to seem like much longer. I totally, I mean, Katie and I talk about that a lot. I mean, I got out after five years, but, you know, we moved back to Minnesota and then we moved to Nashville and then we moved back to Minnesota. And it feels like because of all those distinct time periods those it, i agree it doesn't necessarily feel longer but it your memory kind of it doesn't have that speeding up effect that when you're just in the same phase that that it has so like the last yeah. five years i mean with COVID, it's felt like more than five years but it's mm-hmm. still kind of a blur whereas all those other distinct phases like like you really remember those chunks of time much more vividly and so it it, it feels like a more substantial chunk in your memory yeah, well, definitely my time here in L.A. has felt like a, a blur. Weird. I still have in my head that I just moved here, but it was over two years ago. So <laughs> at this point, in most assignments, I a lot of my assignments, I was only there for two years yeah. or less. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've been in, you've been in the thick of it between COVID and having two children. So I think it's that's true. It, it would be kind of a blur no matter what was happening with your job. But, yeah, that's yeah. that's a wild that's a wild two year stretch right there. Yeah, definitely. All right. So I want to hear a little bit about Frankly Tease. What's what's the latest on that? It's been going good. I Again, we've talked about it a little bit last time where I, I originally took it on as, you know, I wanted to get into tea. I wanted to really become an authority, so to speak, of just like understanding tea um, and writing about tea. And, you know, through the last, it's been seven and a half months now since I really started Um I feel like the thing that I enjoy is the tea community. So like on Instagram, just interacting with other huge tea nerds and learning from them and, you know, sitting down and talking with different tea suppliers and tea brands to say, you know, like, hey, could we could we partner on something like what would you what would you want to feature? You know, how could that potentially work into to a recipe on Frankly Teas? And it's been it's been pretty fulfilling from like a, both a creative element and also like community building for myself where, you know, I kind of have these, these tea friends now that we chat with on, I would say, you know, a couple times a week and just, just keep oh, wow. up on stuff. Is most of your traffic on TikTok or the web? It's all on, it's mostly on Instagram. I mean, Oh, Instagram. Oh, yeah. TikTok is, I, I set up a TikTok account just to see how it does. And, I feel like TikTok is not a very active, you know, like subgenre of TikTok at this point. Okay. Um, 
a little traction here and there, but it's it's all on IG is where I spend the majority of my time. Okay, and you're still doing like video shorts? Yeah, so I would say, so out of, I've done 100 posts so far exactly, um, and I think something like 70, 70-ish are reels, and the, and the rest are, the rest are actual posts and then obviously some stories mixed in there as well but yeah i mean the main the main focus and the the traffic to my account is is nearly all on reels got it and then are you driving much traffic to your website and from instagram i mean on so if you look at like the historic traffic on my website the last eight months it's 80% 80% from Instagram directly. Yeah. Like people clicking on links and going to the website. I haven't been pushing it as much the last few months just because I haven't put that much new new blogs that were related to Instagram posts. Okay. But yeah, I mean, in terms of like generating traffic, it's it's mainly been from, from Instagram that go over and read the website. Got it. Nice. And then you're saying that right now you're getting a lot, of, like you're still getting a lot of samples for to be included in yeah so i mean for a while i mean especially like the summer when you know i I had gone over a thousand um followers like brands started reaching out a lot more frequently and i was probably getting like one to two samples per week um just unsolicited from brands um but I, i i mean it is interesting to see all the different you know both the maturity of the businesses where like somebody actually in their like communications department will reach out or it's just like the the single proprietor reaching out to to see if i want some samples and would would be able to feature it on on a reel are most of these people are they reselling or are they i don't know what what's the word to create your own tea or dry your own tea or whatever yeah, I mean, so it's, your own tea? so it's a tea farm. So, I mean, there there are some that are directly from the source, not very many. I mean, so I, I have interacted with some um, Chinese tea farms that, you know, are, are ready and willing to ship some samples over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, you know, it's it's U.S. based companies that are are reselling tea or taking different teas and making their own blends and selling their own blends and have you thought about doing your own blends yeah i I definitely have i mean i think you know when we talk about like saturated markets um that that market is fairly saturated but i i do think i come from a a little bit different viewpoint where you know i think there's there's kind of these hardcore tea heads where they're just like i want one type of leaf um that i can track the origin and Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna i'm just gonna drink this single leaf all the time which well i I think is fine and i think as you're learning about tea it's super important to do that you pro those people are also probably willing to pay a premium for something like that yeah absolutely so i mean and then i think there's kind of the opposite end where it's it's like where you think of like a tea bag that you'd buy from you know any of the big fully commercialized businesses where you know there's a lot of fruit in it there's not a lot of actual tea yeah uh, you know where a, a a tea person would kind of you know raise their nose at that and be like that's that's not like actually tea yeah. so i th- i think there's this 
this opportunity in the middle ground where, you know, you use really good teas, um, you encourage all, you know, loose leaf gong fu brewing is kind of like the hardcore tea head where, you know, you don't use any sort of like bag or filter. You just put it in uh, a guy and, you know, use the lid as your filter. What's um, a guy Um, It's basically just a, it can either be a glass vessel. Usually it's a, like a porcelain, um, think of like a, a cup with a lid on it. Okay. And then the lid fits in a way oh, that you can, you can actually like pour out the tea and, and, Got and it. Strain, strain out all the leaves. Okay. Nice. But yeah. I mean, I do think there's an opportunity to kind of find that middle ground where, again, you're using like really high quality tea itself and then also adding some interesting components to it because yeah. that's basically what I do on my reels. Um, and I think, I think people have found it somewhat interesting. What's the barrier to you doing this or what's holding you back from doing it right now? I think the main thing is like, I don't like, I enjoy the community element and I enjoy the creative outlet of, you know, finding these, these different blends and drinks or mocktails or cocktails that, that are interesting to me. You know, like I even did like a, a tea, <laughs> a tea soup. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Whereas like I used a couple different kinds of teas and, um, noodles and mushrooms and you know like i i loved it uh i think most people thought it was a little weird but it's just like that's that's kind of the thing that that gives me the energy from the whole thing whole mm-hmm. enterprise is like actually just being creative and not not necessarily worrying about the the success of a brand or commercializing it but you know like i i just like to think about and and find things that taste good and and look good on video yeah but is, i mean i think i think in terms it, of barriers for entry like what's that you don't want to do the because i could see the packaging and pa- like all that stuff becoming that that becomes not what you're doing right now in terms of creativity it's more about just day-to-day operations mm-hmm. is that what you're like not really interested in doing a little bit i mean i could see like a a monthly subscription type model where okay. you know, you're, I think the daily grind of like shipping packages is just not something that interests me. Yeah. But uh, I, I think, I think if you could, if you could scale it to be like a, all right, here's like the drink of the month or here's like the, the three teas that we're, we're shipping out for November. Mm, okay. Um, and then, you know, so then you, you would have like a few days every at the end of the month or at a certain point of the month that you'd be, working to get this stuff out but it's not like every single day you're having to like package stuff and ship it to make to make your one day shipping or whatever so that they are satisfied after every order exactly yeah Mm -hmm. i mean it kind of eliminates that that grind that wears people down so quickly in businesses like that um i mean i think the one thing that i'm excited about is is trying this new concept of tea candles where okay I actually take like the spent leaves from the guy one, like after I've brewed the tea, uh, after I've steeped the tea, um, and take those leaves and put them into an actual candle that you can burn. So I like, okay. reusing the leaves, like also kind of like promoting some of my recipes where it's like, all right, well, it may be the, the tea leaves, but it also may be some, you know, essential oils that mm-hmm. are similar to the flavors that I would, I would put in the, the tea blend. So you think that you would, I guess you're, 
would you sell these candles or you would t- teach people how to make the candles? Be- because I would think you would use like fresh leaves maybe to make them if you're selling them. Or w- w- is like steeping them, even if you didn't drink the tea, steeping it and then adding them it somehow is better for the candle? So, I mean, I think you could go a lot of different ways. My kind of vision for it is, again, kind of linked back to that subscription box where it's like the tea candle of that month is yeah. is the drink that they're going to make or like are the teas that are in the tea box. Ah, okay. So it's like you get a tea candle that's, you know, it's like hibiscus and green tea, right? And then you get this mm-hmm. hibiscus green tea candle along with this box. Uh, okay. Oh, interesting angle. So I mean, I, th- I, think I like the two. I like the combo. I feel like that's a interesting take on it that that could it would be a, a good marketing angle potentially. Yeah, and I also think it feels like like the value is increased as well um, because I, I mean, there's definitely tea people who will spend a ridiculous amount of money on tea. I mean, some of these mm-hmm. some of these finer teas, like like one that I had was. It was a hundred dollars for, I think it was like maybe an ounce of tea. Um, and granted, I got a sample for that one, and it was exceptional. Like it was, it was mm-hmm. really, really good. Um, and similar reviews from other other tea people, but I think for the, like a subscription box, you're gonna get more kind of like casual tea people, and to have a candle along with something that you can actually drink kind of raises that value proposition pretty significantly. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Hmm. Nice. So, I mean, that's kind of the next steps. Um, you know, I'm still kind of working on on the candle angle to see, you know, how well I can. Have you can... one yet? No, no, no. Have you, you still... ever made a candle at all? Yes, yes. So, okay. I mean, I, I understand the process. Um, I have some questions around how long I'll need to dry out the leaves after I've steeped them. So that yeah. it actually like works in a candle. What? Why? Why would you steep it first? Is that gonna like bring out more of the smell or something? So I mean, it'll change the color. It will. It will bring more of the essence of the leaf into the candle. Um, okay. I I also think just from like a marketing standpoint, like the sustainability of you know, like instead of me just throwing away these leaves that I've I've used for my tea like now I'm reusing them for some other use you, yeah but do you think people will think it's like I guess oh you steep it and then you remove it so you're not talking about the the approach where you just use the lid to strain the tea uh, you're talking about you think people would I guess it's in a candle it's not like they're drinking it themselves yeah yeah, I mean, it does. It is very personal. So I mean, maybe there is, maybe there's some people will be like, oh, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want, frankly, tease old leaves. Yeah, uh, like that. That could 100% be the reaction of it. But it, in my mind, it's just it's something that I I haven't seen anywhere else, and it's it's just kind of like, well, that that feels like a good extension of, you know, like not only have I like made this recipe myself but like here's (laughs) here's like the proof of me doing this Uh, recipe and now you can actually like use it use it it's all about marketing yeah exactly it's all about how you market it interesting okay yeah i 
I think the idea of the monthly subscription and make that making it more manageable is very appealing to me. That's that's a smart angle, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, one thing that's been a little bit like more fascinating than I thought is like identifying different people who have more influence over the tea community. I, I hate the word influencers so much. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it really is the right the right word. And so like my the angle I'm going to take with the candles is I'm going to ship uh, like probably my top 10 people that I interact with a yeah. free candle like before Christmas and then hopefully they can make some posts to drive awareness around that and then going <laughs> going into next year. Okay, so you that's your cuz I wonder it almost seems like the halt like the halt you would want them to well I guess it, that's this is a tight timeline but you'd almost want to get yeah. them in November yeah. so that you can uh launch it in December for so people could get it for like the holidays as like a gift or something. Yeah, I mean the ideal timeline would would have probably been you know august or september to start building some awareness and then have that subscription at least ready to sell by by now you know by mm-hmm. mid-october yeah, yeah um so i mean this this year's kind of passed and i'm i'm totally fine with that but i i do think you know i think people pay a little bit more attention to stuff like that around around the holidays um yeah. and you know i think especially during winter time too people are like always more willing to buy things <laughs> and have them yeah, yeah. arrive at their doorstep you know so i think mm-hmm. i think it could still be you know january february march like still again what is success to me mm-hmm. having fun you know what i mean like like pe- having people like my product and interact with me in a way that is positive like that's that's all i'm looking for if i sell one candle or 10,000 candles i really do not care. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole point of this is just like a, a fun, creative hobby. Um, but uh, kind of like we, with you and your hobbies too, it's like the idea of commercializing them, like the fascination behind that is, is a driver in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. I like the, I like the idea. I feel like it's manageable as well. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to see. I could, <laughs> I definitely could use your SEO tool for uh for some of the upcoming t t blog posts yeah all right i think the last thing you wanted to cover was gratitude yeah so i think one one thing that's really popped in my head lately um and especially as we're talking about you know the different small small increments of of a baby like i i feel kind of the same way about my year where in the past i've had big audacious goals and have have tried to track for those and this year i've kind of broken them down into much smaller more digestible chunks and i think one thing one struggle at least like the first six months for me was to was to find a lot of gratitude in those or to even find a lot of satisfaction Mm. in those small steps and i feel like the last two or three months i've really started to lean into you know looking at how all those small steps have added up this year um, okay. and and appreciating you know each step along the way and you know how much that's that's helped me feel better about this year in general and and just continue to move forward have you done have you 
formally set goals every month or so? Or is it just uh, like in your head, you just establish goals kind of periodically that are maybe smaller than the, than the big audacious goals that sometimes we've talked about? Well, we've often set those or discussed them on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I think organically, I've I've ended up setting either monthly or bi-monthly goals where, okay. you know, like the first, like back in January, um, it was basically like being active for 10 minutes a day and stretching. And then okay. from, from there, it went to like, all right, now I need to like work out three times a week and um, implement like some more meditation. Um mm. And I mean, there's a lot of other things along with like, frankly, tease. I had some goals of just like, I, I really want to get to 100 followers. I really want to get to 500 followers. I really want to get to 1000 followers. And those were those were like month or two month goals yeah. as well. Um, and and kind and, of push me, push me along. Two, you're over 2000 now, right? Yeah, a little over 2300 now. Wow. Which That's feels impressive. I'll be honest, it feels better than I'd like to admit. <laughs> it really does like it it's felt like a real a real win for the year do you feel like you have i would expect that on a topic like this you would have very uh engaging followers or like you're it, they're not just um well they're if they're gonna follow you they're they have they must be into this a lot they're not just following a, uh, like a just boatload of different people yeah i mean i think i think it it kind of depends because there's definitely some like business interested interests okay, in there yeah. um and mm-hmm. so they they tend to follow quite a few people but i do think you know what i found is there's there's this pretty strong core group of of t people that really on just instagram. like on instagram that just like want to look at tea and talk about tea and discuss tea um and it it's super positive group i mean they're just very encouraging um across the board like they're i don't think i've had any negative interaction with the group which is kind of what you'd expect the group group of tea heads to be pretty chill but yeah i mean it's just it's just such a such a fun fun thing to go into where it's just like this is this is just a creative outlet for me and it's also a, a place of a lot of positive reinforcement yeah nice that's awesome that's great yeah. to hear yeah so i'm i'm excited to hear more as you get closer to your internship how that transition goes because that's it's kind of an odd one like i i think if anybody can be successful at it, it's you but going from a commander to an intern is you know, it sounds a little bit like a, you know, like a Owen Wilson type movie. Yeah. Well, so it's, I say an internship, it's kind of interesting how I came across this company. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, have I, I don't think I've mentioned this to you yet. How I, okay. So the Air Force has you, as you're getting closer to retirement, they have you take these classes that you probably had to take to to mm-hmm. do a resume, update your link. Now it's update your LinkedIn, all that. Yeah. So I took the class and they suggest that you update your LinkedIn to what you want to do in the future, not to your Air Force job. So I updated it to a bunch of programming stuff. I got this message and this guy goes, hey, is this Axel from San Antonio Kickball? 
And I'm like looking at his face. I mean, this guy, I, I recognize him. And so it turns out that I played. So when I was in San Antonio, this was at least 10 years ago, I was on the city kickball team. And there was this other Air Force officer on our team. And we never worked with each other in the context of the Air Force. We were only on this kickball team together. But after, uh, from that assignment, he separated. He became a developer, and now he's the lead developer at the startup. And so he's he said, hey, it looks like you're, you, you and he uses the language that I know best, which is kind of obscure, it's mm-hmm. lesser known. Yeah. And so... Once I updated, he he said, "Hey, you know we're hiring. Are you interested?" And so I let him know, you know, I'm not retiring until July, but I'm looking for an opportunity to do this internship. And so he's like, "Okay, this that sounds pretty good. Let me." Uh, so he set up a meeting with the founder of the startup, mm-hmm. and we had a chat. And so then after that, they said, "Yeah, we'd love to have you as uh, like I guess an intern, if you will." Mm-hmm. Um, so. After that, I had a, a call with him, and I was trying to figure out where where do I have experience gaps, or you know, where can I improve myself before I start there? Mm-hmm. And so we started talking about my fantasy sports app that I wrote, and I was talking through the different technologies I use and the different things. And he said, uh, "This you're using pretty much all the main the same things that we're using, and so I I don't think there's going to be a huge learning curve when you get here and then i mentioned that my programming blog and he, he said oh yeah i've read a lot of your articles when we were building the system like i actually went through some of your articles when we were figuring out which tools to use wow and so that's how so i think i, I should be pretty good uh, <laughs> in terms so. of knowledge once i yeah. get there so that was kind of exciting to learn yeah i would say but so it, how lucky is that, though? Kickball. I mean, just a it just wild shows you. It shows you you got to get out there. Good things yeah. will happen. So, so yeah, that's, so it's not 100% final, but it's uh, looking pretty good for me to be able to work at this company. That It's called Beacon, and they're creating a marketplace for brick-and-mortar small businesses uh, so you can buy and sell like small businesses with revenue between 500 to Five million a year. So the idea is you have a lot of business owners who are getting older and their kids mm-hmm. maybe went off to college and did something else and they don't want to come back and buy like, and run the like HVAC company or the, you know, the pest control company or whatever it is. And uh, so this is a way to make it more easy for those people to sell their business uh, online. And so right now, all that usually happens with local small business brokers which charge about 15 percent and so the company is trying to get the cost down to like seven to eight percent interesting that's cool so yeah but it's i'm excited because yeah they they use all the tech like this the language i'm familiar with the technologies (laughs) that they're using is exactly what i'm familiar with so it was really lucky that's awesome Sometimes you just got to get lucky. Exactly. So, no, that's yeah. awesome. Well, it's great catching up. I'm glad we glad we laid down an episode. Let's uh let's make it less than four months. I know we always say, we, but yeah. let's make it less than four months. Uh, I, I think we can do it this time. I think so too. So with that, I'm Frank Boyce. 
And this is Axel Clark. Set the small goals and have gratitude when you achieve them. All right. Thanks, everyone.